So, Goofcast number seven. I'm going to call it the Goofcast, even though whatever it is. I guess this is nine, yeah. Podcast pie. (laughs) I I really like my my newfangled two idiots save the universe, four idiots save the universe thing. But nobody's (laughs) ever going to go with that, I assume. I mean, it's already comes with the the lesson of counting. This is... This is the canonical name well, for I mean, Koofcast. So we should just so change the name was... to episodes from now and start the number over again. <laughs> just, and just start keep, the whole podcast just over Just arbitrarily again. start the count it. over at random intervals. <laughs> I do it. So I, I give was, up on a number this, and no, no, just, switch over to like theta, beta. Just start calling it like season two. Like season that makes two. any sense for a podcast. You, that, you that, say that. Season two is bad. Uh, Let's C- CGP Grey did a podcast. Uh, Hello Internet. Well, he still does it. But when he, for the first 10 episodes, he called that a season. And he, it was always a question of whether or not they were going to come back next season or if they were going to stop after each interval of 10 for like 30 episodes. Like they literally uh. talked about it in those terms for a podcast. But I was, I was looking at the, the uh, last few thumbnails I made for the, the videos in this series. And so three uh-huh. three episodes ago was stories the game where you play an RPG game where you play as a fox. The next episode was Utopia, a game a, a movie starring a fox. And last Are you episode do we have a fox theme going so on la- here. Last, oh, last episode do, was today... Ratchet and Clank, which is basically like a fox cat person. And this week, yeah. uh, without even realizing this beforehand, I think Ratchet I, I, a wombat. It, well, he, he's a wombat, which is literally made up a thing, Wombax. but it looks like a weird yeah. like fennec cat thing. But yeah, without realizing this, animals combined. Without without realizing this trend until now, I had had just resigned us to watch a fox in space before (laughs) this episode, (laughs) so we could talk about Mm -hmm. that because that came out this week and is very much worth talking about. Yeah, we might as well. Do I just launch right into talking about it? I I I would like to say before we we do talk about that, I tried a little bit of uh, Star Fox Zero. It's bad. It's really what? bad. Are you kidding? It's not. It's not good, man. Those controls it's are atrocious. Fa- it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> yes, those controls fight. are go. horrifying. This will be the first thirty minutes. Let him go. I so okay. <laughs> fucking, uh, oh, so okay. for frame of reference, uh, we'll talk I think about Fox in space after. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the studio that made Our job's done. <laughs> uh, the new Star Fox game isn't like first party Nintendo. It's the people that does like Bayonetta and. No, okay. No, no, Those no, are two no. very different, different companies. companies. Yeah, it, it's the Bayonetta team. Yeah, um, oh. whose name I'm totally forgetting right now, but still, it's well, I mean, I mean Persona. Uh, Bayonetta is Platinum, and Persona is Atlas. These are all companies. Yeah, see, I thought it was a. I thought it was a Platinum game. It wasn't a Platinum. Yeah, game. it's Platinum. No. It's Platinum Games. Shut up, Andrew. Uh, okay. so, so Platinum it's, Games. So it's made same it, people that but, made. Uh, uh, one wonderful one on one, yeah. yeah. Uh, beautiful Joe and a couple other ones. Also, don't I mean, actually shut up, Andrew. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but so, uh, I mean, but this way I win the argument. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, just silence people. <laughs> the Donald Trump <laughs> method. I'll just delete people until I'm the only one, and then I will be the. One. I'll be alone on this on this victory. <laughs> You've cracked the code. Congratulations. <laughs> let's see. Did I? Uh, let's see. Yeah, for people watching this live, I have this in gaming talk shows because scrap mechanic is just background noise. Uh, so, uh, so the reason why I think the Star Fox game sucks, like I, I picked it up and I'm like, holy shit, this is bad. Uh, so they have, um, you know, how the Wii U gamepad has like kind of the motion control, so you can like move it around and like target that way. That is literally required to like shoot things in the game. That's absolutely awful. not actually, but it thank you totally for trying. Is. 
Absolutely really? not. Because yes, I could not get that to work at all. You, you can, can turn, turn it, it off. off. I turned I turned my off the moment I started the game. Because I could not get that to work in the slightest. Okay, I will retract this if that's true. I'll have to take a look at it again. I like loaded it up the demo before buying it because I don't want to buy a Nintendo game uh, that I like waste time on and be like, oh fuck, this isn't even worth it, and they're not going to let me make money from. Okay, well, never mind. Uh, if you do the <laughs> demo, it, you, topic yeah, closed. If you, if you play the demo, you have to use motion controls. Oh, fuck. Well, fine. The demo sucks. I guess the game's good. <laughs> the game's fantastic. Designs it that way. Yeah. Uh, platinum. God damn it! That's stupid. It's like yeah, you, want, you it's... want your game to be like totally indicative of well, your demo to be indicative of the game, and it's like, nah. They, they, uh, it's because the demo was made before they made the choice to remove, uh, have the option to remove motion controls. So yeah, that must stupid. have been a recent choice because I'm, I'm reading a March 4th article right now where someone from Nintendo literally says motion controls cannot be entirely disabled in Star Fox Zero yeah. and, and players yep. will have some options to choose how they're implemented. So they just made that change? Yeah, they made that change uh, pre-launch, like oh. right before launch. They need to, okay. they should not have that demo up. <laughs> yeah. They should yeah. You know, one thing I've kind of noticed... Demo. One thing I kind of noticed in general is that, like, Nintendo, I mean, outside of Mario, they really don't treat their uh, IPs with a whole lot of love and kindness anymore. I would like, say I mean, that the just, latest just, Metroid just this... games have been bad. <laughs> just, oh, just yeah. the difference between their two opinions really shows how good of an idea it was then to disable that setting. Yeah. <laughs> and why, yes. and why, oh, yeah. why that last so, decision was such a good idea. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Because, like, I was trying to play the demo and, like, it's impossible. It's like if you're driving a car, but uh-huh. like... Well, texting. It's the texting while driving simulator. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's just like, I died repeatedly. And like, like we've been warned for years not to do that. And that's what the version of the game is yeah. that's been shown on show floors for like two years has been. And everyone oh. has complained about it and they stuck with it for so long. That's actually really Star encouraging. Fox, Star Fox. That's really encouraging to, to hear they changed it. What you up to? I'm texting while driving. Where are you at? Where oh. are you at, Star Wolf? I had to cave my BFF jail. Um, Something like that. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. so Andrew, seeing as you've played the actual version, uh, yeah. is it good? Like, does it yes, match up fantastic. with Star 64? I'm good. Was, Glad to hear that. fantastic. I, how long I, was it, it? I heard it was what? short. How long, like... It's as long as the old game, the N64 one. Okay. Isn't that one like Does an hour long? Secrets? Okay, so let me rephrase that. It's as long as the N64 one, unless you give a shit and try to find secrets. Then the game extends itself by another hour. Oh. Oh. Because the first... It's actually Star kind of disappointing. <laughs> Star Fox 64 was kind of like a straight line. You fly for like an hour and the game ends, right? Yeah, yeah it but then it's up to secrets like, and branches. Yeah. But, yeah, there were like yeah. three different branches you could go down, and like some of them were hard as nails to get... Oh, they were through. horribly like, difficult. That game was hard as shit, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, they they did not they did not retract that statement. Like doing the secret levels are fucking abysmal. Like they require you to be like an expert pilot, or else you're fucked. And mm. it's it, but it's fun. Well, I, I mean, mean, a lot of people are looking for that. So yeah, I mean, I love it. I love like having an excuse to go back and play Corneria again because I'm like, uh-huh. well, I mean, it's kind of boring now that I'm really good at the game. But, oh, there's, there's a bunch of mm-hmm. secrets I can find. Yeah, it's worth it then. I mean, I think it's s- a Star Fox game. I don't want yeah. it to be, like, six hours. I don't want a fucking six-hour Star Fox game. Like That's, that's just... kind of true, yeah. I guess, it's... but at the same time, for the price tag, I do. Like, I mean, uh, I, it... I played... Mm. 
I, I played a lot of uh, I, I I play a lot of games and like for 50, 60 bucks, a what three hour game? Mm-hmm. That's not worth it at all for me. Like I'll gladly pay like twenty twenty bucks, maybe even thirty if it's phenomenal. But like I paid uh, sixty bucks for Platinum's last phone in, you know, commissioned game, and it was not worth it. I, uh, Transformers Devastation, that game was like <laughs> five hours long ish. And it just yeah. was very obvious that they were phoning it in because that they were getting money, and that pissed me off. Well, the game was so. fun, but I mean, this is this is short because they put a lot of effort into it. So, hmm. I mean, how, every, how much does it cost though? Cost sixty bucks. Okay. If they made I this mean, change, I wonder how recent it, it was because every review I'm glancing at is complaining about the horrible uh, gamepad control scheme. Yeah, they're all retarded. Just turn it off. Just go to settings. It's one of like I, I immediately when you start the game, it's going to you know be like what? you have to use motion controls. And I go, okay. I wouldn't be surprised. So a lot of those reviews were uh, written like early. Probably. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they made that change. Listen to feedback. Could be. They might have. Yeah. Which yeah. should be pretty good for Nintendo now, and Platinum. I, I you know, like the Jim Sterling review only... here says the gamepad is mandatory. You'll need to constantly look back at the television and handheld screens in order to play it any with any degree of efficiency. Mm, no. And the gamepad's a first view, first in view of the cockpit. That is yep. true. So they fixed it, but that is that was really stupid of them to uh, mm-hmm. hand out a broken press copy and be like, "Yeah." Well, was, in this case, it's not even a press one. copy because this is. Uh, he, Jim didn't get a review a review copy, so he had to buy it in the store on on launch day. Then he's bad at playing games. But why would everyone think that? It's the because same... no Because here's the thing: when you start the game, it forces you to play with motion controls. So what you do, like a responsible adult, you press start, <laughs> go to quit, go to options, turn off motion control, then go and play the game again. It tells you it in the fucking tutorial when you turn on the game for the first time. When you turn it on, it makes you go through a fucking like 20 minute tutorial teaching you every control for everything. And then when it teaches you the motion controls, it says, by the way, if you go to settings, you can turn this off. And then it resumes this tutorial. <laughs> I don't I'm, know what I'm to tell curious. You. When did you when when did you get the game? I got the game day one. Day one. So you had played it for it, like a week? I I played it the second I got it at my doorstop at 8 p.m. So, so everyone else is dumb. That's just how it works. I feel crazy here. I'm trying to find any evidence that you can turn off the controls anywhere. <laughs> I mean, I, I, will, I, I can show a video of it. Like, I, if you want me to go on my cell phone, record a video of me turning off the fucking feature on settings. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just, it's, it's to amazing to me that I like, let's play so, so here's, menu. He, here's my way of trying to find this information. I was like, oh, here's a review that's negative of the game that complains about the controls. So I'm like, surely the top comments are all going to be tell, saying what you're saying to shit down his throat and everything. And I can't find a single one. And I'm like, how, how is that not every comment if that's the case? I don't. No one's smart. They're all dumb. What the hell? <laughs> like I'm, I'm right now I'm control yeah. fing the word off for turn off because that's the obvious thing to search for. And most of them are fuck off, you twat, and stuff like that. But now, no, uh, <laughs> no mentions of being able to turn oh, off internet. the controls. Jeez. Whereas when, yeah. I re- when I watched that Aaron Signal video about Dark Souls 3, and literally every comment is about how he doesn't upgrade his SS flasks. So if something's really obvious, everyone comments on it. But 
No mm-hmm. comment about how you can turn off the controls. Although it's probably fanboys being mad about a negative review of a game they haven't played yet, which means they wouldn't know either, probably. Yeah. Because that's how the internet probably. works. So there goes my entire strategy of trying to confirm this. <laughs> I yeah. just remember how the so, internet works. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, so it is, it's highly possible. And it, in fact, it is the only way I've played that game is by not having motion control on. Hmm. So, hmm. and it's fantastic. Well, I guess it we need feels, to give it a fair shake then. And it, sure. it feels great. I it look forward to trying fantastic. somebody else's copy because I don't really like Star yeah, Fox. Ex- exactly. I don't <laughs> yeah. really like paying, what, 50, 60 bucks for a three hour game. It's not even the length thing. I'm, I just, mean, not, I'm hey, just not interested in Star Fox. It's just me. It has co-op. Yay! All the more reason for me to play your copy. This is great. <laughs> however, however, I will preface this by saying the co-op is single player. So Are you saying that it's co-op must... and that the other person plays the sh- the gun? Or single yes. player as in you take yeah. turns Mario yes. style? So one person plays the, the, the ship, the other person plays the gunner. That's crazy. It is fantastic. Huh. I've yeah. been playing it with CeeLo and that's, it's like I have That's the Millennium flying. Falcon experience. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Although here, here's the thing, though. Here's the weird, funny thing. You cannot turn off most of your controls on uh, co-op. Yep. How else would you play it? I guess. Well, when you're the gunner. Oh, you, you would just would joystick use, aim, I guess. You would just joystick aim, but you can't. You have to yeah. use motion controls when it's co-op. Honestly, it's gy- really weird. Having to use joystick aim like you're playing uh, House of the Dead or something actually sounds worse than doing gyroscope at that point. If literally all you're doing is the gunner seat. Really? Yeah. I, it's kind of like a pain in the ass, when it, especially when it's somebody trying. Because, like, here's the thing. When you're flying, you have to look at the main screen. But you yeah. have no idea what the depth perception of anything is. So when someone's trying to fly past something, you're like, I'm trying to, like, move my controller the way that you are so I can shoot. And it's just not. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. It sucks to play co-op. But it's hilarious mm-hmm. if you're just willing to have a fun time with it. Like I guess you're if you're not, if you're not controlling the place, it might be really hard to figure out what direction to even aim in sometimes, huh? If they're not fitting yeah, in within your viewpoint. Like, like when, the person I'm playing with, well, like, he loves to do fucking backflips. And so he doesn't tell <laughs> me he's doing them. So I'm sitting there shooting at a boss, and he's just like, backflip time. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like, what, De- depth perception is actually what makes the, the, the two-screen thing scariest to me, is the idea of having to refocus my eyes each time. Because mm-hmm. it, it'd be tough enough trying to look at two screens, but just the idea of, like, you need to, like make your eyes like lock on properly each time sounds like it would actually be like physically straining at some point although it's a short game when playing single player i've never once used the main screen i've only been using the gamepad Hmm. well today we learn things there's no reason to who the fuck cares i i need to shoot things that's all star fox is you're shooting things yeah i'm not there it is a rail you're 100 on the side of everyone who ever complained about this game for the last two years before it came out (laughs) because Everyone's been trying to tell them for like this whole time that this entire control scheme is going to just be a headache. And they held firm for apparently until the last second because that's the first time I've ever heard any indication that they changed something. Well, I- I'm sorry to say that also like... Pretty notorious what? about ignoring feedback across the oh, board. Yeah. Just stubbornness. Well, Nintendo is, but Platinum's not. You're right. Platinum makes a... good games. Well, Platinum's yeah, A-team party... makes good games. <laughs> Yeah, if it was first party, <laughs> Nintendo would have just told you to fuck off. Like they would have just is true. Made, yeah. Like, there's a reason why I can't play uh, Skyward Sword, and it's because the motion controls it also ruins fun my fact, wrist. Um, you can't t- you can't it, turn it them off on Skyward Sword, can you? It's nope. It's imperative to mention that you must update Star Fox to get that feature. Wow. Yeah. There so was a day was, one patch. It was a patch. There was a day. Yeah, there was a day one patch that came out. 
So if you did not download that patch like an idiot, then yeah, you don't have the choice to turn <laughs> off motion controls. <laughs> oh, and Nintendo was almost that idiot. What a weird game yeah. development cycle. All right. Yeah. Well, welcome yeah. to Nintendo, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> They're weird decisions. I know what we'll do to improve Smash Brothers. We'll add tripping. What hey, I mean, that's always in the game. Me. No, Look, tripping was added in Brawl. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. That, that's then. that's that's why melee become an it became an island of everyone loving it and sticking to it even after brawl came out was because they added the random effect well, of sometimes you fuck up for no reason in in a brawl. Oh, tripping Not, is in. I see. I thought I thought yeah. you meant tripping is in tripping other players. I was like, no, that's like, always you, been in. No, your character Smash will just Brothers. like stumble and make mistakes in later games. That's random. Dumb. Well, brawl was also less balanced than uh than melee. Like, Melee uh -huh. was pretty gold standard I mean, as far as all the characters fought Smash about Brothers, as well as each other. Smash Bros. 4 is also not as balanced as Melee, so, you know? I, I didn't even bother with Smash Brothers 4. I was like, Brawl was okay, and I don't really see a point to 4. Mm -hmm. I, just, I had fun for about I two days with, with uh, the new Smash Brothers because we... I sat down in a room with some friends, and we had some little matches, and it was a good old time. Then I left and came back a couple months later, and everyone had been playing the entire time, and I could not. <laughs> and they were all super pros, so, and you were yeah, able so to now I, now, I, now I couldn't even yep. hit people, and I'm like, well, this is not an experience I want to have. Yeah, I don't like want to play DOA games. <laughs> like I've been enjoying uh, DBZ Xenoverse because it's so like stupid casual that I don't mm -hmm. need to care. About like being good at it, it's just it is like, an incredibly eh, casual fighting game for to be it sure. Is very like, fun. That, that is that is a game that utterly rewards uh, button mashing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's it's so hard to get into a fighting game, but continually have the optimum experience of how you like it in the first place, mm -hmm. which is normally sitting on a couch with your friends and playing it. Because you have yeah, to because be... people either like people either get too good at it or they lose interest in it yeah like you need to be in one like consistent no bubble with the ground. same people that are always progressing yeah. together and no one's ever getting bored and just deciding not mm -hmm. to play for like a year or something yep it's like that, that, that's always better than me uh like in in smash brothers my brother could always kick my ass because i think he just played it more or whatever so like uh -huh. after a while he's like hey you know wander do you want to play and i'm like fuck no i'm just gonna kill me again <laughs> It's like it's not even worth it. And since, you know, we moved so much, we were the only people that could play with each other. So uh -huh. that was kind of the point where we just stopped playing video games together half the time because it's just like, well... Yeah, it's like the Diablo 2 problem of wanting to play with your friends, but then one of your asshole friends plays on their own for the weekend and is 20 levels higher than you or something and it doesn't, yes. just everything falls apart. Oh, yeah. But it's and your they have, like, all uh, the ridiculously good gear. But unlike some digital the... character, it's even harder to reverse because it's your real person <laughs> that's, mm -hmm. that's leveled uh, up too much. <laughs> Not I rented that experience so much. Like, it it's just been a very addictive game too. So like, yeah. it was yeah, people yeah. wouldn't think like, oh, I should make my own solo character to like actually play through the game on my own time. It'd just be like, I already so, have the good gear. Let's just keep, keep rocking and rolling. Yeah, it was then, my experience with Dead or Alive, where I got super into it and had a lot of fun playing with friends. But then eventually, just got to the point where I was the stereotypical like kung fu master character from every movie that like the person you, uh -huh. you just have to hit me you have to take this feather from me or some bullshit and no one can hit them like that was uh -huh. what it was like to play dead or alive at some point it's like this is it's just not a fight anymore 
and I, 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 I would like I would be trying not to kill them. Of like, let's just be easy on this. But it's like, mm-hmm. but it's just I can see them moving in slow motion now. Like it just <laughs> it breaks at some point. You just can't. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why I quit playing Smash. It was just like even playing online. It was to a point where I was like, okay, well, I'm either playing against people who you know who clearly have lag, and mm-hmm. or I'm playing against someone who's complete trash. So it's like. I'm either losing because of circumstances I can't control or winning because those people are trash. And it's like, well, now it's not fun anymore. Playing online and, is way less interesting than offline, too, because offline your friends have personalities and tendencies of how they play and characters they favor. And like there's all these tr- tendencies t- towards everything. But online, there's just mm-hmm. a meta. It's like, yeah, yeah online the, you get stuff like, like face hunters in a hearthstone or... Like the 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 like the the famous Zerg rush in the past of of early uh, Starcraft, where just every single game has mm. these specific strategies that people just start defaulting to. So as you've complained about, you go online in Smash Brothers and you have the sword users, or you have the weird vehicle characters that control the board. Or when we played yep. uh, Star PlayStation All Stars, it was weird characters had, that had gun attacks that could cover the entire screen, where we literally couldn't play back and stuff like that. And yeah. people just start winning the game because it gets exposed to the entirety of the internet's brain at once, and it makes everyone, it makes everyone's behavior the most boring thing in the world. And then people yep, fighting you, games are for suckers, yeah. right? You and then they have to come uh, along and try to like patch things to move the meta around. But like a lot of companies just don't bother doing that anymore. Like uh, League of yeah. Legends has been under a lot of fire because they haven't um, changed the meta in their game for forever. Because people have sunk in so much money into the uh, current meta that they're just like any change that would upset that, like their fan base would just leave immediately. So it's like, then well, you don't, that's not a fan gotta, base. Then yeah, those well, aren't really fans. It's, huh? a, it's a MOBA. I mean, yeah, I think I mean, League yeah. of Legends has also been rather distracted trying to deal with the like toxic fan base issue, which I've been kind of impressed. Have they been with, trying also, to work that hard on it though? <laughs> I, from what I've heard, yeah, they just banned huh. one of their like larger streamers because he was an asshole so it's like well that's kind of cool i mean let's be honest the whole like i'm not gonna be able to take like esports particularly seriously until they work out their gambling thing like that's what? ridiculous yeah. like the, oh, esports like a lot of the mobas um basically make all their money from gambling at this point oh. like they just sanction gambling uh on matches which is like super not how like professional sports leagues work at all so it's what, like, how are we going to take this seriously? That's super how professional sports leagues work. Not really. Not in any professional, like, not in a sanctioned manner. <laughs> like, it's not like Curling. official, like, Curling Riot's going to make money. <laughs> in, like, the, in like the NFL and stuff like that, don't they make more money by winning because of the increased advertising that they get for their team? I guess, but I mean, that's not like a gambling how- aspect. It depends it on how much. It, well, it depends on how much the well, NFL will gain from your win. Oh, you're talking about yeah, people betting on the odds of people winning. Yeah, oh. yeah, we're talking about like like Vegas style Whoops. best. I thought, that you, I can thought do. you meant the prize cups. Oh no! I got. No. I Riot doesn't condone gambling. Track. This is true. I'm not talking about Riot specifically. Riot's no one okay condones gambling that. officially. I'm talking about like the uh, like the leagues that like are outside of uh, like Riot and stuff like that. But. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, NFL, whatever. This is such a contentious issue, anyway. I mean, that I'm sure NFL I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this. Yeah. No, no, no one watches NFL this. Gambles, MLB gambles, NHL gambles. Like they all gamble. I mean, we have, like, the, I mean you can't. We have 54 people watching on my side. So welcome to the human Dude, horse I mean, you, races. That's the, 
that's the beautiful thing about sports is that people are so committed to this shit that you can scam them super easily. So it's like perfect. Yeah. You just you can rig a couple of games here and there and no one will know the difference, but people still put hella money into it. So beauty of uh sports. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. I just realized Beautiful the one topic stuff. we tried to discuss at the beginning. <laughs> also, at the end of the day, we need to be discussing about Star uh, Star Fox the uh, yeah. animated yeah, we short. Should. We were gonna talk yeah. about a fox, fox in space. space. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Holy shit. You want to talk about a fox in space? We can talk about a fox in space. I forgot there was even a game I that came a out. I fox in space a lot. It was quite a labor of love to watch, and I was oh, very yeah. impressed with the people that made it. Like, wow. You so know. for those of you who don't know, there's a thing on YouTube right now called A Fox in Space. We're talking about Season 1, Episode 1, which just came out over the course mm-hmm. of the last week. and Looks like it took an eternity to make. Like, if you go to their yeah. channel, there's years and years of animation videos leading up to mm-hmm. this. And I I just I don't know if like this is one episode made so far or if they actually have a bunch of content that's ready to come out or not. But so it they is... took some early hits on because they had problems with like uh, Patreon. So like they got they got the um they they originally were going to call this show like uh like Star Fox the animated series and Nintendo was like you're not going to do that and so <laughs> they got a. <laughs> They got smacked for that um, early on, which made getting funding a lot uh, pretty difficult. Also, there was only two animators working on the show. Yeah. And to make a 13-minute cartoon is a humongous time commitment for two animators. They said that uh, their Patreon is probably about $500 shy of uh, being able to move to a third full-time animator, which they said would uh, mean that they could probably push things out every couple of months, as opposed to, like, two years or however long it took them to make this first one. It took a real long time. Yeah, but it's it's an but, impressive it's, little it thing. Is, yeah, it is not easy to make an animation like that. Like mm-hmm. people ask me frequently, it's like, "Hey, will you do an animation on your channel?" I'm like, "I value my free time." No. <laughs> like it, it is. There's it a would reason be why Aaron Hansen does let's plays. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And started let's plays and stuff like that because it's just like. Well, I mean, Ross uh, talked about how like the platform of YouTube makes it so difficult to be an animator on it that it's, like, almost not worth doing at all. Like, uh... I forget what he said specifically, but it was a lot of issues with monetization, of course. Oh, yeah, you you absolutely need uh, a Patreon or just to be hired by a completely different company that's that's outside of anything related to YouTube. The payouts were just way too inconsistent, and, like, you, uh... You would just go way too long without getting money uh, on a consistent basis that you could never... Like, yeah. live as an yeah. independent animator purely from YouTube. I I'm sure that, actually, like I said, with Patreon, things are probably a lot better yeah. now for independent people. Yeah, people oh, God. I was God. really wondering about that with, um... I was really wondering about that with, uh, JonTron earlier. I was uh-huh. watching his latest video. Oh, like video. how he makes video. his money? Yeah, and, I mean, it has to be sponsorships and, like, deals and stuff. Oh, absolutely. It's dead bird. It's just dead. Um, like a, a good example is that this this Fox and Space cartoon currently has six hundred and forty thousand views, which seems like a whole lot, but that's like that's like that's about my, bucks. That's like my monthly views, so I know that it's yeah. not that's not how you pay a, a, a team of animators and voice actors and writers to make a consistent right. cartoon. Because <laughs> uh, I yeah. can sometimes afford teriyaki. <laughs> 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 I think they're at like fifteen hundred a month from uh, Patreon, and I mean that goes to show something there. Like, the, releasing this video is going to give them about what they would make in a month from Patreon. Well, yeah, 
What can you say? <laughs> you know what? It, I'm, I'm betting Fox in Space is probably going to have multiple millions of views. But even then, that's still like a couple thousand bucks. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if they don't start doing some kind of sponsorship thing. Patreon would work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's a number of options for aspiring animation series. It's just, it's so hard. Yeah. Great idea, but not, like, not feasible. Mm-hmm. But aside term. from talking about the monetary aspect, like we can talk, <laughs> the most let's talk about the content part of, of the it. Story. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, I will admit, the art style, really uncomfortable for me. It's well, just they're so going like, for a very specific aesthetic. Like, oh, it's a yeah. very obscure one. Absolutely. Like, that 70s type of, like, cartoons, like, Saturday morning style is really weird. It fit it perfectly, but I was watching mm-hmm. it. I was just like, I, I felt like really I was sure watching I watch this. something with the like the fidelity of something like Blade Runner. It felt like, like I was watching something from like Wand of Gamelon or whatever. Like it felt like one of those Zelda CDI things. Yeah, it's, it's nowhere near that bad though with the no, animation. No, it's not. It's much better, it's, but it's also because like, like it's just the way that the characters move feels like yeah. really weird and like it. There's like this jarring. Uh, there's a there's a specific the sense that every it. frame is being hand drawn instead yeah. of instead of like just instead of just instead of just finishing like filling all the gaps in between like it's a flip book. Yeah, no mm-hmm. one's keyframing. It's just like here's a frame by frame bullshit thing. Yeah, like okay, like, God. It, in a weird way, it's like it's what animation looks seems like it's supposed to be on paper. <laughs> like it's it's what it's the hard version of animation you hear about originally as opposed to. What it turns out, all the tricks are. Afterwards. Yeah, that's your grandpa's animation, kids. It yeah. really is. <laughs> it's not. It's not Aaron Hansen drawing some keyframes, then shipping it to another company on the other side of the country who has a staff of people that fill in all the details to make it all look smooth and clear and do Aaron does and, that. Oh yeah. Huh. For, yep. uh, for the I didn't uh, know that. At least for his like music videos, his older like, animation. music videos. Much, so. A ton of oh, animators okay. right now that that are known for animating don't actually animate their videos anymore from scratch. They make well, the keyframes I mean, and write it, and being then they the tweener is that is like always been kind of the uh, like that sort of work. Um, what? That's that's your fucking job. You're an animator. Do everything. <laughs> no, no, no. Being the being the keyframe animator is always like the prestigious one. Doing the tween yeah, stuff, that's not. That's I mean, never been anything. <laughs> if you ain't got time to do all of it, then fuck off. I don't. I don't. It's actually, want to super unusual. I think Miyazaki was one of the only people that was really uh, would really often do like obnoxiously large amounts of keyframes and even yeah. a lot of the in betweens to just carefully nail the entire movie. But like almost no one has ever mm-hmm. actually been someone who does their own entire animation from scratch. And uh, the yeah. difference it's the difference in like artistic talent between like the like a tween. Uh, artist and like the, a keyframe artist is enormous too like the the and the pay is also huge for um like the keyframers as opposed to the uh like the tween people but it's why everything on news gra- on new grounds kind of looks like garbage <laughs> for such kinda. a long time is because it's like the most vague sort of shape that kind of resembles what they're going for because they have to do mm-hmm. the whole thing themselves, so they have to draw the same yep. thing a thousand times. So it's going to be a fucking ball with eyes, and you're going to get over it because I need to animate this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Fox and Space has some really interesting animation. Mm-hmm. Voice acting, actually pretty good, I thought. Here's, the, here's like something the that might surprise acting. you, is that Fox and Wolf are the same person. Uh, yeah, that did not surprise me tell. at all. <laughs> yeah, I can tell, yeah, I and can tell that. Like, 
Bird said the voice acting was good. I didn't like it because it was the same person, and you could tell because mm-hmm. listening to them talk, it's like it's just one guy talking to himself. Yeah, and yeah. The, there's literally a video cause... of him leaning back and forth and just doing the both voices for an entire scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, I I understand why they did that, but man, it's like hard to listen to as somebody that like identified it from the get go, and it's just like, Ooh. yeah. That was how I felt the moment the moment I heard I was like oh no please I hope that was just like my hearing going bad and it was like nope I was right it's the same person fuck this sucks <laughs> <laughs> Well maybe if we donate more to their Patreon they'll get uh, more voice nope, actors or they something They don't deserve it you could have hired somebody else for free I don't know just anybody don't do the same guy twice Not I mean would I you prefer a like, free voice actor I mean, if they're, I would, if they're emulating old old animation it's pretty normal then <laughs> Yeah you have to like, I, like Dragon Ball Z thing, where though. one person plays like seven characters I would have preferred if they like okay here's my my main my main complaint for voice acting is I hate the voices for Falco and Slippy. Oh yeah, that was pretty I, bad choicing. God, they're fucking garbage. Just mm-hmm. I don't know like you could have just made them not talk and I would have enjoyed the whole thing a lot more. Like I just hated hearing them. Like Peppy was the only one who nailed it. Who yeah. does Peppy? Peppy Peppy's good job. And he had the least yeah. Actually, I think Peppy was my favorite voice actor, and he had the least lines in the entire show. Yeah, uh, it's the same here. I was like, "Oh, Peppy, you sound amazing. You sound like someone gives a shit to make about you." Feel character. sad the whole time. <laughs> he does. Like, I, I love the lights. Like, my eyes aren't as good as they used to be. Yeah, that, like that every is, every like, line yeah. of dialogue basically <laughs> is about how he's dying soon or something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and that's this not even true. the story. It's just like his character is I'm old, and he, he's <laughs> so like he's so he's so exasperated too. It's just like. <sighs> all right what's going on <laughs> he's just so he's so tired like mm-hmm. peppy is so tired all the time i did like the uh writing though for all the characters i think that yeah. they uh the writing was definitely a very strong point in that in that uh yeah, the script seems yeah. great you know it's it's weird slippy didn't sound like or slippy's character felt really weird it was um, so different had, from what i expected but i grew to yeah, like it all of the other characters kind of fit Mm-hmm. You know, they're like in game personas. Slippy yeah. was like not. He was Slippy like almost a 180. No, yeah, no yeah. fucking sense. And like like I like Falco was written well, Peppy was written well, Fox was written well. Like Slippy was just fucking not. Like I don't know what happened. Somebody like maybe maybe Slippy was written well, but because the voice actor was so bad that maybe that's <laughs> the problem. But like I don't know, every line The Slippy voice actor said, was like Oh hi, I'm Slippy Toad. You know, want me to yeah, want it, me to work on computers or fu- something? That's my the, that's my thing. That's what I like doing. It was high as fuck. You could tell <laughs> he was stoned. They were just like, uh, I checked his logs. He wasn't there. I was like, yeah. oh man, could you fucking do another take? I don't know the one when you're awake. <laughs> Please, like, <laughs> I know you're not getting much from Patreon, but you don't have to hire this this guy. Just find someone else. I'll, like, you want me to do Slippy? I'll do Slippy. Like, fuck, man. I'll do somebody. Somebody probably wants to do Slippy more than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I feel bad because I really like the voice acting. <laughs> like all of it. I like the voice acting too because it had a very like humanistic uh, oh, yeah, element to the it. Whole, the whole this is the whole thing has a natural doing the whole feeling. thing. The whole, the whole yeah. thing has a natural feeling to it where you're just sitting in this room where people are just waking up and dealing with this thing and don't know mm-hmm. anything's wrong. And literally, it even says like he just woke up and his eyes are glazed over and he's like, fuck, yeah. telling me to do with the computer shit. 
And like mm-hmm. the moment he realizes something's going on, he starts stammering. And like there's like little character moments there of like they're used to this mm-hmm. and this is their natural interactions. That, that all feels like just right. And that's the thing though. Like the writing is good. It's just like the voice actors didn't kill it like they should have. Like the voice actors are what's bad. Like I think the writing was good. I liked well, how I liked the I think story. The- the voice like, actors are what you get what you pay you get what you pay for well, they were free yeah, <laughs> it was the, I mean, the animator working on them I, yeah it's so i think getting three voice actors would have just been more of that you know what really surprised me was how much the comedy was in tune with my how i want comedy to be <laughs> like yeah the, like the comments very there's funny. comments in the video that are complaining that like this isn't a parody it's never there's no jokes in it or something like that and i'm like what? Every, every what? single yeah, joke the is super was amazing. That was like a favorite joke. It's just like oh, yeah. uh, two <laughs> guys threw it out. It just shows them just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stacked your clothes nicely in the corner, but those other guys threw it out, and yeah, it cuts to him yeah. and then it shows them throwing them out. Yeah, just being this asshole throughout the entire mm-hmm. video in such subtle ways. Like he, like uh, he rips lost. off his ba- he rips off his bandaid and okay. starts waving it around. He's trying to get off his finger, and he's like. Oh, I'll have a beer on me, yeah. and then slaps the bandage onto his on on his mm-hmm. bloody bandage onto Star Fox's back and shit. It's just yeah. I fucking Ew. love the comedy. I, I love yeah. like the "Don't Call Me Star Fox" rant where the it cuts back to the guy who called attention to himself who's just trying to hide his head on the bar. <laughs> like, there's so many fantastic <laughs> like little moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was, yeah, I guess the what... mom the moral is if you haven't seen this thing. You better go watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like that's, that's I, I pre-warned people make, about that, like, what, what we're talking about. It's like it's on yeah, YouTube. Doesn't go. Just go. <laughs> I was just saying that's, that. Yeah, that's and that's what I was trying to say. Is like I think the writing is just on par. Like whoever mm-hmm. wrote it, yeah, you really know what you're doing there, buddy. Like it's I don't know. There are a lot of good stuff in there. I just I like mm-hmm. I I even like the uh, I even just like the the interaction between the people. Like I like how they. The lines that people like, I yeah, like one, they're like, very, very human feeling. Yeah, like the specific line again with Andrew and uh, the other guy. I don't know, who uh-huh. he, yeah, but the person was like, "Hey, uh, you you friends with Star Fox?" And it's like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It's like it's just so like there's so much good, uh, good like humanity written yeah. into there. It's it's, thir- it's, it's, like, it's like twelve, eleven ish minutes of like solid scenes because there's credits and whatever, but uh. Like, yeah, it's a good like ten plus minutes of scenes where the entirety of what happens is Star Fox got captured in the prologue and he's going to meet Andros now. That's the yeah. whole story of the episode. Okay, but it doesn't matter. It's very it's slow pace in that regard. Yeah, and but... I love it. <laughs> Can I admit something? I yep. I always forget that Andros is a person and not a mo- yeah. not, and not a giant, giant face. I yeah, always he's forget that he's not a fucking thing. giant head because that's like mm-hmm. all I remember as a kid was like I blew up yeah. Andros's face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I, I, I keep forgetting. I always remember he's an ape person, but I think that's because I don't remember the game and I only remember mm. details about characters. Well, like, to I, be fair, I don't think I ever owned from... or even really played this game. I think I've just experienced it through osmosis for so long that I think I have. <laughs> We should uh, we should play through it at some point. There's, there's not that much game. Actually, kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I own it. I own both. Because it's basically it's about the length of most shoot 'em ups, isn't it? It's just a totally different style of one. But well, it's, it's a real yeah, shooter, pretty much. That's yeah. all. The, the yeah. sad thing is, by sheer length, I think Star Fox Adventures is the most Star Fox of anything. Well, yeah, yeah you take all the Star also, Fox combined and stack on top of each other, and it's like eighty percent Star Fox Adventures because that's Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Yeah, I did not yeah. like Star Fox Adventures that much. It was kind of really 
breaking some ground there. <laughs> I really liked it, but I had no I had no context for Star Fox. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was just like, this it is a neat game. <laughs> it didn't it didn't fit Star Fox. I literally only fell but into I, playing that game because it the protagonist used a bow staff, and I'm like, I like characters that use bow staffs, and then I played the game, and that was my entire you, intro. Was was Gambit your favorite uh, X Men then? Yes. Yeah, Gambit <laughs> wow. was my favorite X Men too. God yes. Damn it. God damn <laughs> it! Not even fucking joking. Dude, what's the problem with Gambit? I have He's a so Gambit cool. shirt. I play as Here. Gambit in Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> Here, let me let me propose to you something better. How about all the X Men are fucking trash? Like, is oh, that, this is where we're going now, propose? huh? All right, they're all any they're, any closing comments on Star Fox before we talk about X Men for the next hour? <laughs> uh, I, I think I I'm hoping a Fox in Space has better voice acting next time around. I'm hoping Otherwise, it gets another episode so. in 2016. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, well, let's be honest, we're probably never gonna see a Fox in Space number two as okay. it gets taken down forever by Nintendo. Oh, not... it's gonna be crushed by Nintendo. <laughs> they put. They put things in there to credit Nintendo for o- for ownership of the IP. Mm. That's how it works, <laughs> right? You just put credits. Yeah, I did get a kick out of the fact that it literally opens with the uh, with the, the team, team four, four star. star. This yeah. is a fan based parody. Please support. I thought the that was release. ridiculous. I thought it was a team four star thing at first. I thought it was a joke. You I know thought what? They were making a reference or something, and, but they were been, just yeah, literally here. Really, like I would have been really happy if they had like teamed up with the team four star people. It's like here's your lines. Please just like oh my get back God. to us real in a week. voice actors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hide. Like uh, we've been playing uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, and I'm sitting there being like, "Man, this like I would pay like twenty, thirty bucks for just a complete redubbing with Team Four Star, like nothing else, just them doing the voice acting and possibly dumb jokes and stuff." I'm actually sad that they haven't taken advantage of that. I know, like, they they have a voice in Xenoverse that is literally just Ghost Nappa, and I'm using it, but, <laughs> like, they didn't go any further than that. And that's the weird part for me. It's like, you could make so much money by just embracing the dumb. Yeah. If they made a voice pack for just Team Four Star people, they would just make a killing. Those usually get really trite, because they're usually not very well implemented, though. It doesn't have to. People will still buy it. Like I'm thinking of that time that Hash, hey, what you playing was a da- was a downloadable content for Saints Row Four. Yeah, it was garbage, but yeah. you still bought it. There was some actual funny lines in there, but it was ultimately just a pack of generic characters that would run around with you and start usually just start monologuing in the middle of combat where you can't hear them anyway, and they're just saying stuff. And I'm like, this is basically yeah. a voice pack and three characters that could have practically been made in the character creator. And it's yeah, isn't it? Wasn't it worth your money? It never feels like it's well implemented in any capacity. To be fair, like <laughs> most Saints Row Four DLC felt completely useless. Most Saints Row DLC feels completely useless. I think I enjoyed some of them in three, but maybe that's just because I don't remember three very well. If I remember correctly, I think oh, yeah, Saint- Wander, I think- we were almost done with Saints Row Four. No, we weren't. Oh. Not even close. I think Saints no, Row 2 is one weren't. of the first games where I used to buy all my DLC for my games, and then that was when I finally gave up, was when Saints Row 2 DLC came out, and people were like, oh yeah, it's like an hour long, and stuff like that, I think I think is what people yeah. were saying, and I'm like, eh, and I kind of avoided all DLC in the series until 4 just came with it, because mm-hmm. if you got it on the next consoles, then it just had all of the previous stuff included with it. And, in the uh, year style, basically. Yeah. I hate that shit. They double bundled it. 
I'm kind of cool. I mean, I'm kind of cool with, okay game, of the with year. game of the year. Yeah. It, I hate it when I, there's more afterwards. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I'm cool when the game of the year is actually the game of the year. I'm not cool when it's the uh, Borderlands style game of the year where it's like, yeah, here's like, like you get the story content, but like those bonus characters yeah. and like mm-hmm. the that, after, that's, after that's game the worst content. one ever made, basically, yeah. is the one that's, that's the one like, I'm talking about. I have all the DLC, psych. It literally, it wasn't yeah. true the day it came out, and it became less true every day after that day it came or, out, where they kept e- making even more better, stuff. Uh, to keep ragging on 2K. Also, you uh, can't call oh. Borderlands 2 the game of the year, ever. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's also uh, bullshit, by the way, the part where you call it game of the year edition and not, like, deluxe or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Or definitive, guys, which is my favorite word, because it means final, and it, then maybe you can sue them if it's wrong. <laughs> Did you guys uh, Jesus. look into the <laughs> DLC game. for the Evolve game at all or no? No, no one no. remembers Evolve came out. Okay, it's oh, got yeah. two season passes. A week after the game came out, people forgot it existed. Yeah, I forgot That's about that game. That's actual fact, like Titanfall. Like, I actually <laughs> want to pick it up when the whole shebang is 10 bucks Because then I think I will actually enjoy it. But as like, it stands, it's like... It was going to be like 200 bucks for but that's like... that's the thing, you can't do the wait till it gets good thing for a multiplayer game, because then everyone gives up already. So like, there's yeah, three games that matter. came out over the last I'm few years, gonna... Titanfall, uh, Evolve, and Rainbow Six Siege, where even if it gets good one day, no one will know. Yeah. But like, for me, for me as like a YouTuber, I don't care, because I'm not looking to like play with other people. However, I can totally <laughs> see it... Well, I am looking to play with other You're people. You're looking to just play with specific largely... people. <laughs> Yeah, I can yeah. you guys into joining me. But, like, for, yeah, the average user, oh, yeah, Elvolve is pointless and never will be worth, like, looking into. I was a little offended by that game which is as a Rock Band fan. Because <laughs> they, uh, they said that they were... The, the, the big buzzline that pissed people off at one point was that they were bragging about the fact that their game is most the most prepared for future expansion ever of any game ever made, supposedly. Which was already like a weird thing that didn't make sense on any real level. Oh but, yeah. But people were mad about that, of course, because they're like, "You're planning and releasing a ton of DLC for this." Because every time you hear about pay, pay, uh, paying for more stuff in the future for the game that's not even out yet, people are already immediately mad. But in my head, I'm thinking, Rock Band has three thousand DLCs. So no, you're wrong. <laughs> to be fair, I'm, I'm going to say sidebacks that proves don't you wrong. quite count. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to get into it too much. I mean, that's like saying Train Simulator has like the most DLC because it's just like yeah. 3D models. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Evolve is kind of still that anyway, right? It's still just like here's like we had a new monster today. Yeah. We had a new map yeah, it today. Doesn't it's actually still just modular. New or cool? Yeah, this game's not going to change. It's just going like to keep adding more of the thing that exists in the game already. And that, yeah, and, like and in say... Rock Band's case, that's songs. Yeah. There's conversely, like, Scrap Mechanic, which is just, like, new feature every month. Generally oh, yeah, the, major the ones. Minecraft situation. so of, good. They're still figuring out what yeah. the game is over time. I, mm-hmm. Like, I kind of love that, though. Like, you seriously should pick this game up at some point. It is kind of amazing. At some point is a long $10. time. <laughs> Jump. Did anyone... <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone so, play uh, anyone play Neo? Or Nio? did. You did? Yes, I did. Did you give up on it or how, how things go? I, I did a three hour recording of it and my Elgato shit the bed and I didn't realize because oh, the no. looked good. The everything looked good. 
And then I looked at the footage, and it's like I'd swing my sword and then teleport, like, maybe <laughs> 10 seconds later across the screen. Okay. And I got someone to talk yeah, to, at least, so, though. Okay. So, Bird and Andrew, you guys probably uh, have no experience with Nioh, but it's effectively Dark Souls uh, Ninja Gaiden put together. I've never played yep. Ninja Gaiden, so I can't uh, say anything on that one. It's actually... Dude, those are four like, scary like words, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything mixed with Ninja Gaiden. It's like, it's like, I... it's like Dark Souls, but faster, and, and you die really fast. <laughs> yes, pretty much. And buttons and like, don't I, mean anything. I could, I could respect it. Like, it was fun. The combat was good. You have three different weapons, swords, uh, spears, and axes, which was cool. Yeah. And then you've got... Um, three different stances per each with wildly different gameplay usually high stance was like heavier attacks and kind mm-hmm. of like you know attacking downwards and stuff um uh, uh mid stance was kind of your regular stuff and low stance was usually either like quick attacks or like sweeping attacks and it was kind of cool um so like that was really neat the problem is like you effectively get off a boat and shit's on fire, and you're like, okay, what do I do? And you pick up a sword. Uh, and then you go off to fight this guy, who immediately stabs you to death. And he's just this basic enemy. Yeah. It's like if all those, like, dumb hollows in Dark Souls 1 That happened to me too, but that was because I forgot to equip my sword. <laughs> so I tried to, I tried to uh, fist fight a, a guy with a blade. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't used to the system yet. So well, then it's like, your okay. fault, then, dumbass, for yes. not immediately knowing everything. I mean, yes, it was game. my fault. I picked up a sword and then didn't put it on my character and then walked up to a you guy know, with bare hands and tried to punch him in the face. <laughs> I'm actually a little bit disappointed that uh, you can't do, like, uh, like just straight-up martial arts in the game. I think it'd mm-hmm. actually be pretty cool to I do... I mean, I'm sure um, you can do a punch playthrough if you're really, really good. Yeah, but, like, I actually <laughs> like maining as, like, a, a, a fisty person, fisticuff, I don't know, whatever, brawler. Um... And, like, you can kind of do it in Dark Souls, but it's not actually as good as you'd like it to be. And yeah. I so, wish I wish more games had that in, especially when it makes thematic sense. Oh, like, yeah. Nio. And there, there still could be, because it's not out yet. Uh, it's true. So, for context, this is a game, it's spelled N-I-O-H, and it's currently on a, has a free alpha up until May 5th, to, which I, I have to say the date, or, because who knows when you see this particular podcast on any of our channels. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh... It's a free. It's just a free thing, which I think people have said this can be somewhere vaguely around four hours long, basically, depending on yeah. how you play it. It it took me it took me three hours to beat the uh, demo. And it's, it's a pretty think. meaty thing for a test to be able to play. Oh but, yeah, yeah. And I not even like I haven't even heard of it until like three days into the alpha test. Like I had never heard like that it, existed. It's like if I. Uh, for they give you like a demo for Dark Souls two, and it was just all of the uh, Forest of Fallen Giants. Yeah, like I'm wondering if did, which is did this come out of nowhere sweet. or something? Because uh, so Nio's been mentioned before, but like not that much. I wonder if we didn't know what it was for sure or something. Because when I read the uh, I checked the Wikipedia the page and they Nio. technically announced it like ten years ago, but it just fell Whoa. apart because that because what happened is the company got reacquired and stuff like that, and the, uh-huh. so the, it's like a it's a, like a concept that's been in the works for super long. Obviously changed mm-hmm. recently yeah. because it's literally Dark Souls in many ways, and that didn't exist in 2005. Yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, what's interesting is like I've seen a ton of videos lately of like upcoming Souls likes to check out and stuff like that over the last few weeks, and not a single one has mentioned this game. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. like this must have come kind of out of nowhere, at least the concept of what it is exactly. But uh, 
my issue right now is uh I'm struggling with the game, which is fine, but uh I'm in that gray area still where I don't know yet and I don't think I'll know within the alpha either uh whether it's good. And like that's like it's one of those things I, where you just okay. ha- you, like, it's like I need the full game and I need to get like halfway mm-hmm. through the full game before I can figure out if it's like if you're so, actually having how, fun doing it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I have to figure out if things got, I have uh-huh. to figure out if things are going to click for me or if like there's actually genuine problems here because that there's there's games like have, have Bloodborne you... and Salt and Sanctuary that are genuinely good, but then there's games like Lords of the Fallen where I give it the benefit of the doubt for like six hours and then I realize, oh no, this is actually shit. <laughs> and you never know. Uh, have you? Um, I've never fought a boss yet. How far have you gotten? You haven't found the boss yet. Okay, no. he actually the boss almost is one of the coolest parts of the game. I've it heard just the takes bosses so might be there. easier than a lot of the game, even. They are. In weird they ways. They are, actually. Uh, the boss does not insta-kill you. It yeah. takes, like, two or three hits. Uh, he's got much more noticeable attacks, and you actually have room to maneuver, yeah. uh, which is my main gripe with the game. Nayo is uh, Bird and Andrew. You're in a fishing village. All the houses oh, yeah. are densely packed. There are trees. It's tight walkways. Dense hallways. And you're often fighting, like, two or three guys that can kill you in one or two shots depending on how much armor you've, like, shoved onto yourself. And mm. if you make a misstep, suddenly you got three more guys bearing down on you because they were hiding around a corner or something stupid like that, and you're pretty much instant death. And there's no, like, good shortcuts either, so you pretty much just have to keep beating Ew. your face into it. This is, like, Nintendo yeah. hard. That explains the ninja guidance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, the combat, the gameplay is great. The level mm-hmm. design is atrocious. Like I don't Aww. enjoy going through the world. You know, you know, in like Dark Souls One, uh, mm-hmm. when you're going through the Undead Burg, you've got like all these like twists and turns, and there's like a number of ambush points and whatnot. Uh-huh. But every single bit is kind of like a unique little area. There's no like real repetition. Mm-hmm. The three you don't have that like in this game or something. It's, it's house, alleyway, street, house, alleyway, street, and like three, four different types of enemies over and over again, which I could work with, but I'd die and I'd have to fight each and every one of them again. And- it does take Aww. a very, very long time to find what is basically the second bonfire. Although then, then like the third yeah. one comes up like immediately and you're like, is, are, are they frequent now? I'm, I'm not sure yet because I've, <laughs> I've only found three. But I... It took me like an hour to find the second one. <laughs> I only found I only found two. Uh, the one after the first Oni. Uh, and then I opened up a gate to get me like Wait, You get beat back the entire demo I don't think I ever found, found two so one. far? Wow, so it's, it's probably super one. non-linear then, in some way. Sort of. Um, I'd have to I'd have to look at it again, but like, there's kind of that initial place, and then you fight the one Oni in the house, which gives you the gate key, and then you've got the other shrine on the other side. I will say the game has the right difficulty the level I that I where I got the same feeling I got all the way back in Demon Souls, where the game was destroying me, and suddenly I successfully summoned somebody. And just have, and suddenly you're like worshiping this person as if they are a god because they know so much more than you, and they're just like <laughs> pushing through areas. I summoned an idiot. He pulled. <laughs> he ran across the map, pulled both, uh, two oni, a fast one and one with a great axe, and then came running back to me for help or something. Oh no! He died on the way. Oh, I basically summoned By Solid way, Snake. <laughs> he was a fucking so, badass who was going corner to corner and carefully clearing the entire map. I got him at the second bonfire, and he took me almost all the way to the third one. He was actually there for my entire first Oni encounter against, like, the giant super samurai demon men and everything. Yeah. But then we got to our second one where the guy just jumped at me and one-shot me, and that was the end of our encounter. 
But for a while there, he was just like he was actually walking up to items and standing by them until I picked them up and stuff. It's like this guy yeah, has if, got things figured out. If if Nio is exactly like the demo is, I'm probably going to play it multiplayer. I don't think I'd play it single player just because I don't think I'd enjoy the experience after a while because mm-hmm. there's so much like death repetition and stuff. But like yeah. co-oping through that would be absolutely amazing because like a lot of my problem with the game is it's not fun to fight multiple enemies at once because. And I assume that's where you spend 90% of your time doing it, I do right? get a sense of that. Like, whenever I fight oh, multiple shit. enemies, I feel like this. I feel like I've made a horrible mistake, basically. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, oftentimes there's, there's you're totally in... an ambush point where you have no choice to, but to fight three guys. Yeah. One of which is, like, really tough, and the other two kind of hang back behind him because they got spears and he's got an axe, and it's just like, ah, why? It, there's definitely a thing of, like, I, I, it'll take time to figure out whether or not it's not grasping the combat system well enough yet or if there's genuinely like you're kind of fucked in these situations uh, but there's well, definitely parts where you're, you're fucked, but um a lot of the level is kind of in... hallways and so the moment yes. you fight stuff it there's not a lot of like i'll maneuver around them like it's not like like the ideal situation for fighting a bunch of guys in dark souls 2 was like when all of those hollows suddenly wake up around the tree in yeah. horse to fallen giants and you're like oh shit but it's a big circle so i can figure this out and only mm, it's a lot yeah. like there's three guys you're in a hallway. They have spears. This is literally what spears are for. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, you have, uh, if you have a spear on low stance, you get, like, nice big sweeping attacks. The problem is you're in an alley, so your spear just bounces off of a building and your character's like, yeah. well, fuck. Oh, yeah. And then you get stabbed to death. And it's like, well, this almost works. It took me uh, a while to figure out that spears have a strong attack where they actually get used as what I think of spears being used as. Because if you press yeah, square, yeah. it's your light attack, and you basically move like a Dynasty Warriors character. But triangle is yep. actually like, oh yeah, thrusting weapon. That's what these. That's what spears are. Although someone in my yep. comments corrects me, saying Japanese spears are apparently basically swords on sticks, and they're supposed to be swans. Yes, which is mean pikes. Interesting to me. Well, supposedly spears. Supposedly spears themselves are also like they have a blade that's designed to be swung as opposed to stabbed. Which yeah, is well, they're supposed to, to be very. There's like long spears. They're basically a sword on the end of a, a longer stick. Yeah, and that, expo- that explains why I see all the kung fu movies where someone's like basically Nagi-Nada. dancing with their yeah. like ribbon spear. Yeah, Naginata, I guess is what like, Wander called it. Like, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's oh yeah, this game I goes have. deep into like no, this takes place in the warring states Japan. You're going to get used to these yeah. fucking words already. <laughs> like your character's a, <laughs> your character's got the whitest name ever because he's a white guy. Uh-huh. But the whole game is just, nope, <laughs> you're going to figure out how to pronounce Uchikatana or whatever the fuck, and you're going <laughs> to, we're going to get this down, and it's, we're ne- mm-hmm. you're never going to hear the word spear in this game, you're going to hear exactly <laughs> what we call it, and it's a and lot then of- And there's a spear if I've ever seen one. It's like, it'll be an entire, like, if people got mad at me for pronouncing it in Gaul instead of jail for a while in a uh-huh. Bloodborne, because of the G-A-O-L-O-A-L spelling of jail, uh- mm-hmm. If I ever play, oh, yeah. if I ever get to play this game when it comes out, it's just gonna be a ton of people who speak Japanese just screaming at me because I'll mispronounce every goddamn word no matter how hard I try. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of it's when Guardian Leviosa, not Leviosa moments of like I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> but I, I look, I look forward to the full release because if nothing yeah. else, even if it's bad, seeing Souls likes happen is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. like seeing well, the well, seeing good what, ones what especially <laughs> oh yeah but like i don't regret playing lords of the fallen even though i hate it <laughs> like it's a fascinating I, train wreck of what yeah i liked i liked lord of lords of the fallen enough you also didn't finish it though, and did I you think, 
I did. Oh, okay. I haven't put it up on YouTube yet, but um, <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of like out of date games that I will put on YouTube probably when we move out. In case of heart attack, because I'm not going to be. I, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, so I don't have to worry about generating all that content. So contextualize my frustration with Lords of the Fallen. I beat it three times. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I spent time you with me it. That. I put in time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't uh, do that. There was a part in that I game where I was fighting one of the giant spider monsters, and it did a jump, and then it stayed up there, as if there was a second yep. floor above me, and it was running around on its invisible floor six feet above me, still trying to attack me, but it couldn't get below its, get past its invisible floor, so there was just a floating spider running around, and that was just my life for a while. And that's... I, uh... That was kind of typical I, for that I, game, I, honestly. I had to fight that one guy in the graveyard. Now, mind you, this is like a year after release for the Game of the Year edition. I had to fight him like six <laughs> times. Wait, no, they didn't. Game of the Year. I'm Googling this shit. Every game is Game Don't of the Year, dude. Fucking Every dare. game is Game of the Year. It was game like kind of, of the, the final year. release version. It, it's not Game of the Year edition, but like they after the DLC have. was out. I will actually be mad at them. <laughs> Fuck you, it's real. It is? It's I guess actually I was a Game of the Year edition. According to no one. What the <laughs> fuck? No one would ever okay. give it to them. <laughs> no, it doesn't deserve it. What? That's not um, okay. Game of the Year doesn't mean anything. It exactly. means nothing. But it's so fuck. Like, this is the reason why but it's a damn joke. Damn it, words used to mean something, Andrew. I mean, haven't you ever seen that, haven't you seen that donkey video Holy of Game of the Year? Holy shit. I'm looking at a copy of this game where it has the guy's dumb skinhead face on the cover and it says Lords of the Fallen under on his chin, Game of the Year on his bottom lip. Both of his cheeks, their sides, have like golden globe looking statues for two different awards and above those are two silver stamps that have little ribbons coming off them for other awards. And then below that is a list of all the things included in the Game of the Year edition. The entire screen has zero empty space besides the box that makes up the eyes and it's lips of a face. It's pretty poorly designed. It's, <laughs> yeah. It is like... It looks like it won 17 Academy Awards. <laughs> so I was, I was playing that version. Uh, and you know that boss that you have to fight in like, the graveyard and he's got like the explosions and yeah. God, I don't even remember. He was super unmemorable. Yeah, okay. I had to fight him like six times because the game would not stop crashing in uh, during, before, or immediately after killing the boss. Um, and I'd have to start over every single time. It was like the worst... That almost made me just quit. something that something that really summarized so how broken angry. the game was for me, but like not on a glitchy way, but on like a bad way of like the game not being great was that you could just take the slow poison in that game and hit the final boss with it, and he would basically freeze in place, and you could just DPS him down and break the encounter because he wouldn't wow. even be able to phase through his different stages. He would just die because he would be basically standing still from how much you slowed him down with slow poison. It's like, but that's the final boss of the game, man. Yeah, like that's just, that's the final problematic. boss of the game the, was It's kind of weird that there's a game where, like an RPG, where a poison effect from the player is actually useful. Yeah. That's always the gamble, right? Is poison's either useful and breaks the game, or it's useless and no one uses it. Yeah. Like, that that happened in Salt and Sanctuary, too. Is like it's, only, it's a big, it's a 2D Souls-like with all these boss fights, but I kept testing which ones were vulnerable to poison, because I had this free supply of poison uh, mm. daggers for my uh, Covenant, and if they, were, if they were susceptible to poison, I would just poison them and watch them die in front of me where I I would, like, sort of fight them but didn't really have to. And it's like, 
we need to, maybe we need to rethink about how we use poison in all RPGs at some point because it's either I mean, pointless status or effects breaking. are interesting for the player and terrible for the player to use. It yeah, really right? depends on the game, though. Like I loved status effects in uh, Divinity: Original Sin; they felt yeah. fun to use because they made the game about that fit perfectly. Yeah. Whereas, like Dark Souls, I was watching you use your flamethrower on people and enemies and stuff, and I'm like. This is, like, the least useful thing ever. Like, why would oh, yeah. you care? It's literally well, only useful for annoying people who invade us. The flamethrower in Dark Souls <laughs> is a waste like, of time. Because the other the alternative is to equip a spell where I shoot a giant fireball that does a giant explosion and then leaves lava on the floor that kills people. <laughs> like, that's what I could be doing with my time and instead like, of the slow flamethrower that does no damage and uses my whole meter up. <laughs> what was the game I was playing recently? I was playing some other game recently where there was, like, a burning effect. And people are mad at me because I wasn't using it. I was just like, why would I? It's like, oh, enter the gungeon. There's a lot of, a lot of weapons with, like, poison or burning or whatever. Like, literally, you have a, a not a flamethrower, it's a trident that shoots fireballs. But you, like, you have to wait for that burn damage to kill the enemies. Mm-hmm. But they're still shooting at you. And it's more useful to just keep shooting them with this thing. Completely ignoring the damage over time and just hitting them with the regular effect. Uh, Whoa, Robobot. His actual internet's dying on us. Whoa, is Andrew dying too? Whoa. Everybody's gone full Robo. Whoa, the server's going down. Abandon ship. Team speak. We haven't had a server problem in a long time. No, we haven't. Oh, it's Gravican crashed too for me. All right, it's back. Weird. Oh, but everyone's <laughs> yeah. back. Huh? I think it was the internet farted. It was a pulse oh, felt through the entire internet. Sp- <laughs> yeah, oh, it's back. I'm a ro- I'm oh. sure it's anonymous's fault. Sure, I'm sure. Just blame something. Are we okay? I don't know. Is everyone okay? I think, I don't I don't think so. Maybe we should yeah. say. <laughs> should we end it on? That? No, we're good. We're good. Everything's fine. Let's talk okay. about things. What do you All want right. to talk about, Andrew? What you been playing? Oh, you played Star Fox. We already talked about that. Shit. Yeah, I I played Star. Oh, Fox. let's talk about. I I mean, oh, I was gonna say we could talk about something in DS3. Uh, yeah. We can talk about the hacker. What oh, hacker? we can also hacker. talk about the Lamal box oh, actually, thing that happened. You know, before Before we go too far, uh, just a mm-hmm. piece of news from earlier today or whatever. What was that? <laughs> Sound like a robot. <laughs> and he is out of there. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying. <laughs> wow. Maybe, maybe we should end it because it sounds like the okay. server's dying. No, we're fine. It's, everything's fine. Everything's Except good. Except for Wander. Wander's yeah, we don't need Wander. I can try. We'll, let's give it another. <laughs> it, we'll give it another like three just, minutes or okay. five minutes do to I, find do out. Do I sound better now? Yes. Yeah, you're good. It's just flexing. Okay. So, uh, for those of you streamers out there that watch these, make sure you're not streaming because earlier today, Darkside Phil streamed himself, um, you know, doing having his private time before streaming IO. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yep. I yep. feel like he would just do that on purpose. I don't know if he would. I don't know if he wouldn't. I, I would. So, like, Darkside Phil like either has to have fears. an actual mental problem or he has to be in on the joke at this point, right? I have no idea. It's like, because, like, he knows, he has to know that he's, like, the butt of all jokes for the entirety of the Let's Play community at this point. So, like, at this point, I assume he would just go in with it. And, like, I assume that he just knows, like, he does it on purpose at some point. Like, I don't I don't even buy it anymore that it's, like, it's 
genuine half the time. But I'm I'm really confused by how he gets so much attention in the first place. Welcome uh, to YouTube. It's for a while there was nobody yep. to shit on. Like yeah. honestly, most <laughs> let's players, most let's players are pretty normal. Yeah, I would say he feels like, like okay, he, like, he feels he, like the definition of how like on Facebook there's just the daily thing everyone's mad at. Like uh -huh. he is the YouTube let's player version of that because like his I've been to his channel before. Like he was playing Final Fantasy X HD, I think, and every video was just like, like. 10 plus minutes of like this game going for a bit and he would grunt a little bit or whatever the fuck and it was just like a non let's play practically and every <laughs> comment just going on about how garbage this is I'm like there's like a billion channels that are this shitty every day and no mm -hmm. one cares <laughs> and like there's no reason to pay attention it's the easiest thing in the world to just not watch something that sucks it's the not even is, bad he interesting used to be good like that's, Did he, that's well he played um street fighter is that what it was? Uh, he did Street Fighter, he did Heavy Rain, like, his Heavy Rain playthrough wasn't terrible. He, I ah. mean, it wasn't good by our current caliber of quality, uh -huh. but, like, comparatively, it was not, like, the worst thing in the world. And somewhere along the way, he just kind of started phoning it in, and never really stopped, and people would not stop giving him shit for it. And there you go. Yeah, you're supposed to just, like, find better things to do with your time at some point <laughs> nope. but that's just Welcome what that, that's the schadenfreude right like that's the 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 cringe watch that people love so much mm -hmm. yeah well i mean every everybody likes to watch uh somebody kind of fail especially if it's not somebody that like you really want to root for yeah i can feel yeah. really bad if Markiplier. well i feel really bad that like markiplier's had such a hard year and yeah. like there's no there's no schadenfreude there it's just like no that's just ooh. disasters yeah Disaster. There's, no, there's no schadenfreude for like if somebody has cancer or something. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not how it works. There's no schadenfreude <laughs> if like your friend dies. No, it's shit like that. That's not how that stuff works. It's funny when Hitler trips. Yes, that's that's what? schadenfreude. That's not. I thought of I thought Hitler because it's a German word. <laughs> okay, I mean fair enough. <laughs> um, but so like for for dark side, Phil. And here it goes again. All right, I'll show Okay, up. don't you know call what? attention it, to it. It's maybe just it'll happening go away. to wander, isn't it? I guess <laughs> yep, we just don't need yep. him anymore. <laughs> well, Aww. the rest of us aren't really talking, so but get your premise out really well, fast, wander, and we right can discuss now. it. <laughs> well, my floor is gone. Why don't you guys talk for the rest it's of the okay. episode? It's okay. Dark side feels not interesting I'll... to talk about. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So I. What happened this week is that King's Quest and uh, Walking Dead Michonne Episode 3 both came out the same day, both being Episode uh -huh. 3 at the same time. So for me, I was thinking like, oh, this will be interesting to play because I can compare and contrast them and stuff like that. And holy shit has Telltale fallen far. Cause like, that sucks, but I'm also not surprised. Because like, Walking Dead Season 1 was this really cool adventure game where... You had a series of puzzles to solve, like like anyone who played episode three remembers, like trying to like make the train work and stuff like that. It was like it was a genuine mm -hmm. adventure game moment of finding objects and figuring out how they interact with each other, while also having like the game of the year inspiring decisions and story mm -hmm. that happened throughout the game. Uh, Walking Dead Michonne, uh, first of all, it's a three episode season pack for fifteen dollars, but mm -hmm. the three episodes combined are only a little longer than, say, episodes three or four of Walking Dead Season 1. Unreal. So, really? Like, it's, it's like you can barely justify them even being separate episodes to begin with. Uh -huh. Like, you'll actually, like, be like, 
let, let's talk about the duration of the story. And you're like, you're like you, if you summarize the story of any individual episode in your head, you're like, this started here and they got there and then it ended. What? Like, you'll realize, like, how little happened by the end that you're, like, you're kind of mm-hmm. blown away by it. On one hand, it's a cool little story that has parallel storylines and it's actually, like, a cool development of an existing character. So, like, as I a mean, walk, it's like, if you're a fan of Walking Dead and especially the comics, playing mm-hmm. this game is a cool experience just to get more Michonne in that it's a period of the comics where she leaves the rest of the party and just disappears from the story for a while. And mm-hmm. it explores her fucked up backstory of what happened mm-hmm. to her before anything happened. Because, like, the story of the game takes place in the much later part of the comics, but it's flashing back to scenes of what happened to her during the outbreak itself and how she lost her children and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. holy shit, like you have almost no impact on anything that happens in the game of any kind. Um, they, there's one scene in each of the three episodes where you walk around a room a little bit and interact with like two things as if to try to trick you into thinking it's an adventure game for a second, but there's literally not a puzzle. You just find the thing that you click on to make the cutscenes happen again for the rest of the episode. And every single time there's a quick time event, it's basically Q, 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 E. Like mash the Q button, then hit the E button to execute, which was the worst part of Walking Dead season one, but now it's the entirety of the new season is just that's your, that's all your action scenes. And so I found I myself mean, dying sometimes because using your left hand to mash a key but is actually really painful compared yes, to like... Yeah, it's not comfortable. Yeah, compared PTs to like... on a keyboard is kind yeah. of worse. Like it's so yeah. much better to mash like X on a PlayStation controller or something but with your right hand mm-hmm. as a right-handed person. So I would... So the biggest challenge of this game was reaching over with my right hand in timely fashion to do all the QTEs where my left hand's supposed to be for normal movement. But other than that, you have almost no impact on the story. There's almost no gameplay. And every episode's about 70 minutes long, like, give mm-hmm. or take. And it's like, this is, like, th- none of this is what made game, their, that, none of this is what gave them Game of the Year back in 2012 and why they suddenly everyone started caring about their company all of a sudden. Like, I'm baffled I by the that fact that Walking the Dead... The problem is that, like, if you make a game that's, like, more or less a gimmick and get really, like, popular with it, it you're going to have to either innovate or die. And unfortunately... I think we're seeing what's happening to them. Yeah, what, what sucks is that if, they, if they're innovating at all, it's in the exact wrong direction. Yep. Because at this point, like games like Until Dawn have just stomped on their formula of like, hey, mm-hmm. we've nailed everything you tried to do. Fuck your yep. noise. And like, so like, if you want something that's not really an adventure game and just to walk around and do dialogue thing, then you have Until Dawn. And if you want mm-hmm. a real adventure games, then you have something like King's Quest Episode 1, where it's a big, sprawling environment full of little objects and stuff and puzzles to solve. And what's mind-blowing about King's Quest and why it's such a cool release, especially the first episode specifically, it's such an organic puzzle game that you can actually... Uh-huh. You'll watch somebody else play the game and realize that different stuff happened to them, but it wasn't telegraph things of like, I was talking to guys and I made a choice and I made that choice, but you made that choice. It was literally like... I solved a p- completely different puzzle to progress the story. We literally did different puzzles to progress through different pieces of the story without knowing the other puzzle wow. existed, which led to branches in the story. That's a level of content creation that you don't see very often. Yeah, there's, entire, there's entirely mutually exclusive content in those games that you don't see otherwise, and you actually like gain That's and fantastic. lose favor with specific characters based on how you approach problems without knowing that you're being judged in the first place at first and stuff like that. That is fantastic. I'm really happy to hear that they have something like yeah. that. Because like I said, I, I, I wish the games had more content in general. But uh... the, the good, the good bad there though is that uh, uh, every King's Quest game so far has been different between the episodes. Uh-huh. So King's Quest Two 
was a like basically like a uh, like a daily prison break sort of thing where you're doing your uh-huh. rounds and your chores and days pass by and people have supplies and you're basically making decisions about who gets food like you're playing this war of mine or something. And episode okay. three, That's episode three is the weird. disappointment the most of the series right now because it's kind uh-huh. it gets dangerously close to Telltale of being a series of linear scenes where you're not really doing much. So I'm a little uh, worried now because that's the newest one, and I'm I'm like, please for the love of God, go back to what season <laughs> episode one was. But uh-huh. yeah, King's Quest episode one on its own, which you can actually play on its own and not buy the rest even anyway, and it actually stands alone as its own story because each episode is several years apart instead of minutes later, like Telltale games. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. I thoroughly recommend King's Quest episode one as like this is genuinely an adventure game, like something like Shard really or Samurai, because like the adventure game genre. It was like one of my favorites, and it's just been dead for a long, long time. Oh, and it's yeah. like I don't really, I don't like Telltale games all that much. Oh, you, so, you should you should play King's Quest. Maybe even do like a series I on should. it or something. Yeah, I I really love old Telltale like Puzzle Quest, the ones that one no one favorites. knew existed. Yeah, yeah puzzle, puzzle Quest is hilarious. Puzzle Quest, that's not Telltale, is it? That's D three. Oh, no, not Puzzle Quest. <laughs> uh Puzzle Puzzle. Oh shoot. It's it's the one with the guy in Minnesota doing the the uh the Scoggins eraser. Oh it's Puzzle Agent. There we go. Oh. That's the one. Puzzle uh. Puzzle Agent is hilarious and really stupid. And I loved it. And then they haven't yeah, that's made from another the before because... times before people knew who they were. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, like the dark times. That was a I genuine mean, like two deep uh adventure game, right? Were they yeah. big before Poker Night at the Inventory, or did that like really like set them off? It was definitely not Poker Night. It was the the biggest thing. Uh, they got they got some jumps from uh, specifically uh, Back to the Future and Jurassic Park as they started doing licensed games. But then their huge yeah. leap was was Walking Dead in 2012, which yeah, got everyone's attention. But I mean, attention. even before that, like something had to have put them on the radar to get Walking Dead. I mean, well, yeah, Sam and Max Back was to the Future kind of always Jurassic Park probably. Yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are both I mean, more Sam and Max was franchises at the point. Sam Max is a big deal too. Yeah. Oh, they did do Sam and Max yeah. adaptations, and they did Strong Bad yeah. adaptations. So yeah, they, yeah, they've just been ones. doing. They've just been doing adaptations for a while, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait. They also did what Monkey was Sam Island. Sam and Max before it was. Yeah, they did. That was bad. It was okay, but mostly bad. Uh who did Sam and Max before Telltale did? Um. I thought that was, that was Lucas Arts. It was I mean, definitely before Telltale. Way like the old old Sam and Max, like Sam and Max hit the road, because that was a Lucas Arts game. I think. Yeah, I can double check okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I Lucas found Arts. it. It's, it's Lucas Arts. Yeah, because they I did all the it, adventure games back in the nineties. I knew it wasn't Telltale because Telltale's adaptation, like usual, was there's always someone talking about it being divisive for them or whatever. So, uh-huh. I, so I knew they didn't start Here's it. A question. Different like. Puzzle Agent and Hector, what have they done that's been like original? Uh, I don't think like their own IP. Basically, nothing. <laughs> they quickly yeah. found out wow. that using other people's IPs was better. It was better to make their indie company get attention than trying to make up mm-hmm. stuff from scratch. I, feel I mean, like that's and to be fair, no one's step. talking about Shardlight. Like that's that's a modern adventure sure. game. That's a that's a new IP and a brand new world from a talented developer, and no one gives a shit. <laughs> Because it's not, it's just not an IP that no, anyone knows about. Yeah, and Charlotte's great. I mean, let's great. be honest. Uh, the problem with the adventure game genre is that it very quickly devolved into Hunt the Pixel. Yeah, and that's about as far as they were able. A lot of developers were able to go with it. 
So there's a reason that genre died. Shardlight was a pretty good adventure game because it was uh, it was old school 2D with sort of pixel graphics and everything, but it was a post-apocalyptic world where some portion of people are dying from the from this disease, and it's all like mm-hmm. post-nuclear and stuff like that. And there's a there's this this disgusting aristocratic super government and stuff like that. And uh-huh. uh, what it did that was intelligent was that it would you got from location to location by looking at a map of the city. And they would okay. physically limit where you could go. So your ways of figuring out what locations might have the objects you're looking for or the puzzle you're looking for or where to go, like, try to grab a place from that place to take to that place and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. you, they would just flat out eliminate locations at some point so you wouldn't be checking 50 different locations to figure out where the That's hell to good. go. It's like, there's still smart ways to innovate on those kinds of things to make it so that you don't get completely lost in these worlds because yeah mm-hmm. in in a traditional adventure game where you're looking for the thing to put on the thing to make the thing happen sometimes there's yeah. just too much like, possibilities to look I at i will just put my chopsticks on this thing oh the chopstick didn't work okay well how about i use the fork okay the fork didn't work and you just do that and then you find out that you missed the paper plate in the previous room and that's what you need to go and get and then you move on yeah that was something that definitely plagued a lot of the uh like, even Monkey Island had that kind of a, a little bit, which was really frustrating. I think all adventure games have that problem at some point. Yeah. There's always at least one puzzle you just get stuck on at some point. But it's yeah. but that's yep. kind of the fun of it, though, is just trying to figure it out for a while. Not getting mm-hmm. to figure anything out sucks. And so that's that's kind of the takeaway from this, is that Telltale... I think they successfully reignited an interest in the genre, but then they left the genre... <laughs> So they're not. Yeah, gonna, yeah, that's not, exactly what happened. <laughs> like they're they're riding the wave of their own success, but not riding on any of the improvements that they made to the genre. So now, they've thankfully, I think, made opportunities for some people to make cool games that are going to do better mm-hmm. than they would have a few years ago. But unfortunately, they're not going to participate at all, and that's a bummer because <laughs> I kind of wish they would. Well, that's how it works. Yep. Welcome to game design. <laughs> Does anyone have anything to die? Anything want to bring anyth- anyone want to bring anything up, or can I jump into the Martian a little bit? Well, I was uh, going to talk about the DS3 hacker, but also none of us have seen which, the Martian. What hacker in Dark Souls Three? Oh, so a oh. Uh, a player figured out how to like hack an item, which when you stab somebody with it, gives them souls, which then trips uh, from software's anti cheating software, which then uh, causes that player to get banned. They get the other so, person banned. They get the other person yep. banned by stabbing them with the sword. Oh, shit. Yeah, and they also have the ability... They also have a couple other hacks active where they're able to, like, uh... They're able to teleport to the player instantly on invasion. So there's basically just, like, hackers running around right now that have a sword which bans players, and you can't, like, the second you get invaded, you have to, like, look at their name and see if they're a known hacker, and if they are, you have to alt F4. Otherwise, wow. you get banned. Yep. That's some dark shit on a game I just want to have good feelings about. <laughs> I know, That's why dude. you don't play multiplayer. Holy <laughs> shit. So From Software yep. is currently working on some sort of like patch about it, but holy crap, man. That's, that's some dark shit. Why would you just take down the online servers the moment you found that was a problem? Well, why I would, would you say let just, this I would say just disable the banning temporarily so, yeah. that you yeah. Don't, yeah. so you don't make that problem or worse. At least... At least make it so that there's like an actual appeals process. Yeah, well, from works. software has never appealed a ban. I know, no. and that's the stupid part. That's it's some like dark if, stuff. um, yeah, it's like if in CSGO I found a hack that was undetectable, and if I shot people, it'd make it look like they were hacking. And yep. then Valve was like, We're gonna stick by those VAC bans because they were hacking too. 
Jeez. Well, I mean, Valve probably would do something like that. <laughs> God damn. No, yeah, yeah, so be back yeah. up your saves uh, as you play through Dark Souls, especially if you work through uh, Illithril of the uh, Boreal Valley. Um, that's where, like, uh, at Pontiff especially, that's where a lot of these hackers are choosing to uh, hit people. And that's where I have to play through next in my game. I was like, golly gee, I what? hope that does not happen. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> sad <laughs> now. Yeah. Jeez. So dickish. Yeah. Like, just damn. Just off multiplayer. Stop playing online. Well, I mean, that's, because... it's, that's a big part of what's interesting about the game, though. Yeah. yeah it really but is. If you're going to get banned for it, it's fuck literally... it. You well, if you're going to get banned, then who cares? Then that's just, that's, uh, it's like play multiplayer don't or don't playing. play multiplayer. <laughs> like, not playing is banning yourself. Like, you're yeah. st it's the same experience. Well, they can't I'm take the game well, from you. Go if you have to go through the area where those hackers are known to be at, just turn off multiplayer, walk through it, and then turn it back on afterwards. The main thing is there's just no I mean, reasonable way that the, the average person would know that that's even happening in the first place. Yeah, because the, 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 the From Software's never made an announcement about it. Oh, yeah. I, I, found even, I, even had a, the, uh, I never even had a comment mention it so far. Yep. And you think that someone would have brought it up. I found it, it from the uh, Dark Souls 3 subreddit. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dark I heard shit about there. it from Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. Yeah. So I want to talk about Martian a little bit, not in any sort of spoiler context, but why I find it interesting, okay. which All is right. that as a young teenager, I fell down the hole of reading Dan Brown books. And oh, as an boom. adult, I've learned how garbage they are over time mm -hmm. because National Treasure is like the most faithful uh, Dan Brown book adaptation ever, even though it's not based on any of his books. And that is just like nonsense, like people running around, somebody's got a gun and wants to shoot you, but you're gonna f solve problems with the Declaration of Independence or whatever the fuck. Like, it's nonsensical, like, the fucking, uh, it's just, like, these streets spell out impossible things about clues about the birthright of Jesus, and that's gonna somehow <laughs> stop this albino terrorist from shooting you, and it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's total nonsense that it's like, it's basically Dan Brown really loves relig religious history and so he just does these research projects and he funds those research projects by writing a thriller the same way that like adam sandler funds his vacations to different countries by making a <laughs> shitty comedy that's what dan brown books are is his mm -hmm. he's funding his research by writing shitty action novels uh the martian is interesting because it has the really technical breakdown of things leading to solutions, but then the solutions are actually tied to the thing in the first place, so it's self-contained and makes sense. So basically, uh, that it's, sentence didn't. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that like Dan Brown, Dan Brown books are this nightmare of like two completely disparate concepts of like. Mm -hmm. We gotta get into the Vatican archives to find out this historical thing about where this pope died. But in order to get there, I have to go in this place that's freaking airtight and the terrorist guy's gonna mm -hmm. turn off the air oh no now i'm suffocating in here but we gotta find the information in time and it's like it's always like dumb attempts to like it always develops I like into, how like, you delve into a shitty george w bush impersonation to pull <laughs> that off <laughs> like dan brown is there's always a three second buffer between reading about like the virgin mary and someone chasing you with a car shooting at you and like it's uh -huh. like it's nonsensical how it's written and everything but uh in the Martian, it's the same level of technicality and everything, but it's all science stuff, and this guy is stuck in space, and it's all direct, like all the problems and solutions and the story are all one whole. So, like, he made it's a single book that nullifies this entire person's career basically by doing it right finally. And uh, 
it's one of those things where I, I don't know how it'll be as a movie because I know a lot of people love the movie, but a lot of people also hate the movie because the, the, the criticism mm-hmm. I've heard is that when you watch the movie, it's like, Matt Damon has a problem. Matt Damon fixed the problem. <laughs> Matt Damon has a new problem. Matt Damon fixed the new problem. And it's like that over and over again of like, oh, no, a problem. It's too bad I'm brilliant and can solve everything. And then it's over. And then, then he keeps fixing problems over and over again. But when you're reading the book and you're in the details and you actually feel like you're learning shit about the details and you like when you when you when you follow his thought process, you figure out the logic behind behind what happened and you feel like you understand why the solution worked. It's like it's actually like a really engaging read. It's like I actually recommend this book, which is pointless to say because it's already a bestseller and everyone Uh, knows about it at this point, but it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Part of it is, like, the reason why everybody's angry about it is because he always has the perfect solution. But, like, part of the point is he's an astronaut with, like, a lot of training. So it's like I can kind of understand why that, like, criticism... Oh, I would say that's why that criticism kind of falls flat. No. Like, okay, remember remember when, uh... Oh, shoot, was it Apollo 11? Where they had to come up with an air filter on their own out of, like, dumb shit that they just had on hand? Yeah. Probably. Uh, 13. Right? It was 13. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. Was uh, it? I think Apollo was it 13 Apollo was the 13? one that blew up, right? Or But they managed to get it back down. <laughs> I want to say that it's Apollo everything. 11, because I think Apollo 13 might be the shitty found footage movie. Because they made Man, one that has a confusing <laughs> title. And, it, and, it, and if I was going to make a horror movie of an Apollo mission, it would be 13. <laughs> wow, our knowledge of the space program is fucking atrocious. It, Let me look this it, up I mean, real quick. It, it's pretty bad. Oh, well, I thought we were talking about movies. Totally makes... I thought we were yeah, just actually well, talking about I, movies. <laughs> I, I'm talking about, like, real life. Like, the movie mirrored real life there. Like, they did that. That's Apollo yeah, 11 was the Neil Armstrong... That was the first one to land on the moon. Oh. That, well, that one went fine. Then. Oh, yeah, never, never <laughs> oh, mind. Okay. Apollo 13 has Bill Paxton and Kevin Bacon and stuff. Apollo 18 uh, is Apollo 13 is, is, mo- is not... Uh, it was a thing that happened, too. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, okay. we got, well, we, there was communication problems all around. <laughs> yes, there Apollo were. 13, Apollo 13 was the one that built the air filter. Done. All right, okay. move on. There, okay, so, like, if they can do that, then Matt Damon, with, a, like, a lot of supplies and actual time, can totally make a potato farm. Uh... Like, I didn't really mind that uh, he was able to solve all of his problems. Because, like, if I was up there on Mars in a, with a spacesuit and everything, I'd be dead. I'd, that would be it. But, like... Yeah, if there's, anything, is, if there's have... anything convenient about any of his solutions is that the the protagonist of of uh, The Martian is literally an engineer and a botanist. Yeah. It's, like, the basic of the character. Like, I have the two skills that'll help me here. Well, is yeah, like, what, that's, what, like, what, that's, like, the main lucky there. But like everyone in that like, game, I'm... like the, the the premise there is that everyone on the mission was like a was like a double expert basically, where they had mm-hmm. the two things yeah. they specialized in, and his happened to be the two things that would make him not die there. <laughs> but uh, it's actually I don't know how the movie plays out because I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna watch it as soon as I finish the book. But uh-huh. what's like he definitely fucks up in the, a lot in the book, like a lot. <laughs> Like, it's definitely not a, like he just magically solves problems. I bet like, you for the movie, they've got rid of a lot of that, though. Yeah, because it's a movie and not a 350-page yeah. book. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they they trim things out. But in, on a regular basis, he will just be doing something and maybe, like, the transmission will suddenly end because he was knocked unconscious. And you'll find out tomorrow when it, how he pieces together what the fuck happened in the, in the, in the mm-hmm. retrospect because all the chapters are in the context of, like, audio logs and stuff like that. Of him uh, documenting what's mm. going on around him and how he's getting through all this shit. But it's definitely a, read more books. It's a sufficiently tense Jeez. read, and it's interesting ah, and yeah. engaging. And I can't. I, I've been. I've read a, more of it in the last 
few days than I usually read anything in that spe- at that yeah. speed, at least. The like last I- book I've read was House of Leaves, and I really like House of Leaves. House of Leaves is weird. It is really but yeah. weird, but I like it so much. Uh, I think the last book I read was a comic book. Go fucking figure. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a comic book. By I don't that, have time by to that read logic, novels. They're yeah, boring. the last thing I read would have been Walking Dead. <laughs> Still keeping up. Yeah. Still one of those people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that's... I, eh. <laughs> I'm like the. Eh. I don't know a. Single, I think that's I, a good note to I end literally on, don't yes. know a human who reads Walking Dead, like and still reads it, and not, not just like I read it for like a hundred issues, and then that thing happened and pissed me off or whatever. Like no, I, I'm yeah. the, I don't know a single person who is still doing it, welcome, but I still do it for to some my reason. <laughs> I read so much. I'm still reading Bleach. Welcome to my life. It's fucking garbage. <laughs> but you have a problem. <laughs> oh, oh! I have a problem. I'm I'm the one that you have, you have your problem. weird rule you where you have a to shitty keep going. Fucking... I'll just <laughs> stop if I want to stop. Then why don't you? It's fucking worthless. Because I, I don't want to stop. <laughs> I, I find Walking Dead really compelling for some reason. And I think I've explained it before, but it's just the concept of like it's like it's like the Mad Max of zombies, like like the Mad Max Fury Road specifically of like, no, this is just the state of the world now. And this movie is not about how the world ended. The movie is just in this post-apocalypse because it's, that's, that's actually different in that every zombie story is about the apocalypse. And that's boring. Cause mm-hmm. it's like an, it's like, a, it's like watching Batman's origin story again, where the fucking parents get shot. It's like, I get it. The zombies <laughs> outbreak. I get it. Whereas mm-hmm. walking dead literally skips the outbreak. Like Rick, is out on a mission. He's not on a mission. He's out on a day of being a sheriff, and he gets shot. He wakes up in a hospital a month later. Apocalypse happened in the last few weeks, and it's just society's already gone. Like it literally skips the most overdone part of the apocalypse completely. Is that like and exists that what entirely in the time did? after that? Uh, yes, twenty eight days yeah. later also does that. And I mean, uh, it's Even then, though, like, even 20 Days Later is still more about the outbreak and that people are still actively being infected. And, like, it even the ending of 20 Days Later, spoilers, is even literally let, like, oh, they'll just starve out in a few days. And it's like, oh, they just, they'll just die. Like, it's inherently a, a fixed, small period of time story. Whereas Walking Dead, in the current comics, we're probably, like, four years out now. Like, that's, mm-hmm. not, that's not territory explored. Like, the part of, like, how do you rebuild society and how do you... Like, say, create a series of hub cities that are connected by protected routes and stuff like that. Like, it's a weird sort of, like, semi-medieval, semi-zombie story where people have horses and, like, blacksmiths and shit. Because it's not always efficient to use uh, uh, ammunition all the time in the current situation. Like, it's actually, like, Mm -hmm. it's just different in a way that nothing else really is for the very, very overdone zombie genre. And I can't wait to see the show fuck it up. (laughs) <laughs> so you guys, oh, believe listen, me it probably will it already has it already yes. everyone who saw the last finale of the season it already has we know now yeah. god damn it they literally took the single most memorable controversial thing of the entire comics of like the single moment that everyone thinks of, of like the moment in the comics and they turned it into a shitty cliffhanger for next season cliff- yep in the most lazy possible way and uh they had my faith AMC, for like a, dude. They had my AMC faith for like a good two seasons. When they're not in control of shit, Jesus Christ! And like somebody else is like take like making basically doing everything for them. Like I've been the person who has championed that show because like first season was okay. Yeah. Seasons two and three were actually just shit. 
and they actually got worse over time. They completely revamped the entire thing, replaced everybody as far as That's who's running the show. That's what they do with all their original stuff. They get yeah. a good season out of it, and they decide, let's cut every corner we possibly can. Well, what happened is they and replaced they everyone running the show, and then suddenly yeah. season four and on completely turned around and became like a character-oriented drama with all these great scenes and like really good character moments and amazing like dialogue that and would flesh people out. And then they cut all the people out. again, and, sure. e- and even this season was really good until like the last few episodes where it's like, oh... Oh no, it's kind of falling apart. All the way up to the last scene of like, like they did the they did the scene of Walking Dead to mm-hmm. the letter. Amazing, like great performances, great new character, great way of executing the whole scene. And then they're like, see you next season instead of doing the thing that is the scene. And it's like, <laughs> you fucks, that's not okay. Like, there's nothing okay about how they dealt with that. But this is the definition of a thing that only I can talk about. So, uh, yep. thanks for watching, like always, guys. This has yep. been a very uh, no. We all got to turn this time podcast. actually. We we all got to turn this in this podcast actually to rant for a while about yeah. something. Because Andrew this had Andrew had Star Fox. Wander had he talked the most about Neo, I think, and something else. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what Bird did. He 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 glitched out the least. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. I mean, I talked about the hacker, but a lot of the stuff that you talked about, like Neo yeah. and whatnot. I mean, I enjoyed talking about Star Fox, uh, the cartoon, though. Oh, yeah. Which that was is, great. Yeah, we'll have to have more little watching jobs here and mm-hmm. there. Uh, thanks for watching, like always, guys. Be sure to leave comments in the in the uh, like questions in the comments if you want to have things we address in the future. We still take questions. Yep. There just haven't been that many of them lately. But yeah, people still and always sp- remember, people still, don't people... forget to comment fart sprinkles on only Keith's videos. God damn it. He needs them. People he do still say they like the, so these much. videos. They just don't have questions anymore. <laughs> Yeah. See you guys next time.